0: I know a lot of my business owner friends have just felt paralyzed in this time because they want to be down for the cause. They want to show solidarity, but they also don't want to feel like they're pressured to do it in a specific way, which is why the other day I did share a social justice model, which shows how different people factor into moving the cause along. So, not everyone is going to be a disruptor. Not everyone is going to be on the front lines protesting. Some of us are going to be more behind the scenes. Some of us are going to be healers. Some of us are going to be the people who are the bridges between both sides. Some of us are just fueled by anger. And that is not me. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Soa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 78 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. For today's episode, we're taking a break from our Back to Business Basics series for a check-in episode. Over the past couple of weeks, we have watched as the US has been forced to confront racism in a very real way. Protests and backlash following the murder of George Floyd have taken a mental, physical, and emotional toll on many of us. Companies are actually getting called out and getting their feet held to the fire for their role in perpetuating racism and inequality. We have seen protests like this before, but I have to say, this time feels different. Today, I'm sharing how I've been processing as a mom and as a business owner. There have been so many emotions and dimensions to processing my emotions. As a reminder, this series of episodes is recorded during our weekly Instagram Live. So from time to time, you might hear me responding to comments from the audience. For context, this episode was recorded nine days after George Floyd's murder and the day after Blackout Tuesday. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so the amazing stories we share on this show can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with this check-in episode. Typically, our conversations center around business and center around the intersection of Black motherhood and being in business. But today, there's just so much going on that I just wanted to jump on and touch base with everyone and see how you're processing. A good place to start, I thought, would be just to share how I'm processing. And I know sometimes it's good to hear how other people are working through things so that you can kind of take pieces from that and see how it can be helpful to you. And I really do want to hear from you as well, um, cause that's just how we all learn as a community. And if there was ever a time to learn from each other and lift each other up, this is it. Today, I hear the question a lot, how are you doing? And it's so difficult to answer that question because from day to day, That changes. From day to day, the way I'm feeling changes. And I think that's part of the reason it's so exhausting is because you think that you've been able to process the video of George Floyd's death and then something else hits you and I just get teary all over again because I just can't understand how we are seeing the level of violence against peaceful protesters that we're seeing so it's been it's been a lot it's been very up and down and i think that's okay i think it's okay that we all take the time we need to process our emotions in a way that makes sense for us don't let anyone force your cycle don't let, let anyone force your timeline and i think there's a little bit of that where people are asking Um, others to speak out in the way that they would speak out whereas people are still processing they're still trying to figure out how this is impacting them and to be quite honest as a black person this is a battle that's been raging right beneath the surface for years for the entirety of our lives and the fact that this is really coming to a boiling point yet again is just another dimension that we need to figure out how to process so let people take the time they need to process just like i'm doing it's been i would say for a lot of the week it's been difficult to calm my mind and i think in part that's because i'm on social media still Even though i probably should take the time off i'm on social media still i'm reading because i want to stay up to date and the most up-to-date news is coming up on social media so i just find it difficult to tear myself away Uh, yesterday i know a lot of people did unplug entirely and i know that helped their mental health mental health is crucial is crucial Uh, Yeah, you're not liking the what you're doing is not enough thing. I I definitely want to talk a little bit more about that as far as people calling each other out. I'm just like... Who made you the social justice police? Like who said there is one way to do this? I don't know. I think different people are are processing in different ways. I know I had several podcast recordings this week and a few of them got canceled because some people are just like my mind is just not here and I totally understand and support those decisions to cancel because the podcast is going to be an evergreen product that's out there. People are going to come in and listen to these episodes years from now. And I want people who are sharing their stories and sharing their journeys to be in the right frame of mind to do so. Um, So I absolutely understand people's decisions to say, hey, I'm totally, I'm not there. I'm going to have to reschedule with you. And I honored that. So take the time you need. Um, But Today, I just wanted to go through kind of in different spheres of my life, how am I processing? So with the kids, I know as a mom of kids that are fairly young, four and six, it's difficult to, well, first of all, I have to say I'm grateful for the fact that we're within the quarantine um, stay at home setting or mindset right now, because once your kids are out in the world, out in school, you tend they tend to get a lot of inputs from all over the place so as it stands right now my husband and I tend to watch and follow the news on our phones so they haven't been exposed to it and I'm grateful because I just want to protect them for a little bit longer that's not to say that we haven't already had race related conversations with our kids I think they're all fully aware of their heritage who they are where they come from but the fact we've only just started to introduce racism to them, but really at their level as far as the fact that sometimes not everyone's going to like you and it's going to be for a variety of reasons. That's a reality we have to deal with in our world. Um, but. As far as exposing them to what is happening today, the rioting, they haven't seen a lot of that imagery, any of it at all, which I'm grateful for. So we can take our time and ease them into that conversation as opposed to plunging them on the deep end. I think that's a privilege for us because there are some people whose kids have had no choice. They live in areas or they live surrounded by circumstances that have meant that the kids were fully 100% aware of that kind of racism from a very young age. So I will say it it is a privilege. But, I mean, school will be back soon enough. And so we're going to take our time and make sure that they are up to speed before they get back to school because... I think it's kind of funny that um one day my 6-year-old came back from school and she sits next to this girl who's one of her best friends, a white little girl, and that that white little girl must have some pretty woke parents because she came home and she said, "Mom, so-and-so says Trump lies. Is that true? And we were like, well, clearly we don't have those kinds of political conversations with our girls either. We inform them they know who the president is from a civics perspective, but we're not also filling their heads with things of that nature. So for my six-year-old to come home and say, mommy, why does Trump lie? I was just like, oh, so other kids at school are talking about things like that. So I definitely want to have the race conversations with my kids before they go back to school, although they are so young, six and four, because clearly other kids are talking about them and or talking about it and they may not be. Talking about it in the way I want my kids to learn about it. So I think everyone has a different approach as far as how they're going to expose their kids to that race talk. Um, but depending on who you are, where you live, that race talk is probably in your face from the moment you are a little bit, you are a little toddler Um, so I, I definitely acknowledge my privilege in having the opportunity to ease my kids into that perspective but I would say as a mom it's also been a challenge for me not to let them see my frustration and not to take it out on the kids because it's heavy my spirit is heavy right now and I don't want my kids I don't want that to be taken out on my kids so last night there's there's something we learned about called the bewitching hour which is like between i don't know around dinner time when you've had a long day after work and you're making dinner and everyone's trying to eat and then get the kids to bed some kids are just the most crunk around that time they are just on 100 and that is my younger daughter so i had to tell my husband i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna step aside for a little bit and just get my mind right calm myself down because i can't handle the day i've had and these kids on 100 right now so sometimes you need to step back so you don't take it out on your kids and it's okay to do that um so as a mom we're not superhuman we're not immune to the influences of what's going on in our world today so mental health self-care those are going to be so important for us because listen this is gonna be for the long haul if you are a black person this is a battle you've been fighting at some level at every point in i mean in your life and so the fact that it is so visible to the world right now it just amplifies the pain for us um it's interesting that I was I was talking to my mom and the other day and she was remembering when she first got into she's a nurse she, she's a nurse practitioner and so with that comes a little bit of responsibility in the facility where she is and at that time she was head of the nurses before she became a practitioner and she had literally had someone, when she got promoted, stand outside of her office door and sing, it should have been for a cowboy. So the only black woman in the facility gets promoted to the head of nursing. And one of, I guess, the peers who thought she or a friend should have gotten the job was singing, it should have been for a cowboy outside of my mom's office. Like, you can't make this stuff up. This is why I'm such a big proponent of Black people sharing their stories because, for some reason, there are people who have never... It's never occurred to them that this is the life that Black people live in America. And so maybe we should all take this moment and amplify experiences like that that we've had so that it maybe concretizes for people that this is a reality that we are all faced with because for my mom to come home and tell me the story of I'm so excited I got this promotion but someone is constantly in the background undermining me or someone is constantly actually in front of my office door singing it should have been for a cowboy that's that's rough but that's a reality that we're all dealing with so um a little bit of a you know, departure there, but the the fact is, as a parent, you kind of have to take the time aside and process, so that you are not letting that impact your household. Because for me, life is still going on; those kids still need to be fed and bathed. Um, it's the summer, so we're still trying to figure out what the summer routine looks like for them. While my husband and I are working from home, we're trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing with these kids so they're not watching TV all day. And there have been days where they have watched TV for the majority of the day, because if we have back. To back meetings they need to be entertained so take the time that you need to process i know a lot of my business owner friends have just felt paralyzed in this time because they want to be down for the cause they want to show solidarity but they also don't want to feel like they're pressured to do it in a specific way which is why the other day i did share a social justice model that showed the ecosystem of social justice which shows how different people factor into moving the cause along. So not everyone is going to be a disruptor. Not everyone is going to be on the front lines protesting. Um, Not everyone is going to be like Sean King, who we've seen him on social media recently, and he's been the epicenter of sharing a lot of things that are going on and leading the movement to where they've now started a new platform. Not everyone's going to do that either. Some of us are going to be more behind the scenes. Some of us are going to be healers. Some of us are going to be the people who are the bridges between both sides because we're a little bit more on the pacifist side of things. So some of us are just fueled by anger and that is not me. So... When I think you put that on business owners, it also complicates the matter because we've built platforms that are not necessarily based on social activism. So now to ask a business owner to be on the same level as a social activist, it's going to be difficult for them to do that. Sure, they're going to want to show solidarity, and a lot of people straight have just spoken up and out against racism and the injustices that the black community is facing. But now they have a business to run. That is their bread and butter. They need to be able to feed their families. So to ask then that business owners turn their entire platform into a social justice platform feels unfair to me. So I think there are different ways as, particularly as black business owners, there are different ways that we can all advance the cause. earlier today, I listened to Charlene McCraney. She is the queen of SEO strategy. She helps bloggers start their own blogs. Um, I have an episode with her if you're interested in working with her. But she talked about this, about feeling very torn about whether or not she should be promoting her products. And I said to her, I was like, Charlene, your literal gift as a, gift, as a business owner is to help Messages get out there is to amplify the posts on people's blogs. People need your knowledge now more than ever. People need to know that if they post, you know, something about how to rally around the black community, that their work is going to get found online, and that is exactly what you do. So, do not feel like you should not be out there talking about what it is that you do because your gifts. Can contribute to what we're doing. Um, I was listening to Maddie James earlier and she talked about the fact that sometimes all I could do is write a check and in order to write that check I need to make money and you can't hold it against me for promoting my business because I'm going to turn around and donate. Um, I Um, For myself, I'm not one of those that's going to be taking screenshots of where I have donated. That's just not me either. But there are different roles that everyone is going to play. And we can't force people into the role that we think is appropriate for us on them, if that makes sense. Um, Let them play the role that they're able to play. I agree that there is no excuse for silence. We all need to explicitly condemn the violence against the Black community that we've been seeing. 100% agree. But I also don't know that we need to take it to the other end of the extreme and demand of business owners that all they post going forward is about social justice. Um, I think if you're talking about strategy as far as your social media strategy, I think there are ways to incorporate the social justice strand within your content going forward because this is going to be on the minds now i'm talking from a business perspective this is going to be on the minds of your consumers for a very long time so you as a business owner need to figure out a way to weave that into your content but not also feel pressure to only now post about that that's my my two cents I have a platform with the podcast where I'm able to do that. I'm able to weave resources into my content there, which is um, at least going to be helpful for people who come through my platform. But I do have a separate practice, and that is not necessarily going to be now a social justice platform. So I think there are also ways to do this that are true to who you are. Because if you are faking it, if you are forcing it, people will feel that vibe. People will feel that it's not genuine. And listen, if for some reason you are not moved by what you saw, if you're truly not moved by it, I don't need the fake graphics on social media. I don't need the fakeness. If as a business, you truly are not against the injustices against the black community, you can keep the fake concern because you see it, you sense it because they have never shown that they are in support of diversity. And I'm all for a change of heart, but you can tell though, you can tell when it isn't genuine. So that's kind of my two cents a little bit on the, on the business front. So on the topic of um, how people can ally, I think this goes hand in hand with what I was saying earlier about doing things in a way that feels natural for you. I don't think every show of allyship needs to be a grandiose gesture. I don't think that's necessary. I think change begins at home every person who out there is inclined to be prejudiced against black people learned it from somewhere. So start the change as an ally. Start the change at home. If you don't know what to say or do, don't do things for show. Do the actual things that are going to move the needle. And then we'll see that those tiny drops of change are going to make or create an ocean of change within our society. So I would say that's a great place to actually start with doing something as opposed to, I don't know, what can I say? What can I post so it looks like I'm down for the cause? I feel like for me, I'm less concerned about that. And that's why I have such a hard time with the call-out culture I'm seeing where um, this is even within the Black community where we're calling each other out about how we are showing that we're supportive of the cause. And I think that's counter—that's counterproductive. Um, we should all be focused on the legislation that we want to all contribute to in order to see change. We all should be focused on who are the local leaders that are elected and appointed that I don't like the way they handle the situation. We need to be paying attention to that. Who are those local officials that need to, you know, next election cycle need to be ousted because I did not like the way they approached this crisis? That is really the work that we need to be focused on, all of us, not just black, not just white, not just allies, all of us. So I just would encourage you to get away from the who has posted on social media game and maybe encourage people and show people how they can um, help. And by help, I don't mean here's a graphic you can post. I mean, what can you actually do? What physical actions um, can you take that are not performative? I could care less about what you post on social media. There are probably a lot of people that are moving They're moving things along significantly. And you would never know because they don't post anything. If you look up Julian of Adra Beauty, a Dallas-based company as well, she posted something incredible this morning. And she had said something about, in order to build my company, I had to go to 40 banks and Black people and ask them for money. And all of them said no. And this white man, after knowing me for four days gave me a hundred thousand dollars on the handshake deal and she still owns a hundred percent of her company now of course i'm curious because she did tag the white man on her page and listen this guy doesn't have a huge following he probably has like 200 people on instagram and not many people on twitter he he just seems like a normal everyday person but you never know who people are, and you never know what impact they really could have. Social media is not everything. The followership you have on here is not everything. There are celebrities who have millions of followers, and they can't get their people to buy ten t-shirts from them. So please don't be swayed by what you're seeing on social media, because it's nothing. If if the election cycle with Hillary and Trump still hasn't taught you that people are not their true true selves online then you need to go back and and revisit that time because based on what people were saying online and the polls You would have thought Hillary was going to win by a landslide. And that was not the case. And that taught me such a lesson that things are not what they appear to be on the surface. So make sure that you are thinking for yourself. Make sure that you are able to make an informed decision for yourself. And you're not doing things based on surface level things that you see. I wasn't really going to talk about this. But one example of that is the blackout that happened yesterday. And, man, it broke my heart because it was so well-intentioned, but at the end of the day, I think the message was lost, and then it had... Negative, a negative impact on the movement just from the social media, Instagram specifically perspective, because a lot of the Black Lives Matter news and posts were suppressed. Some people are saying that was done intentionally in the, the mixed messaging was done by fake, fake accounts so that people would use the Black Lives Matter hashtags. But it's the, the stream is still recovering. You're still seeing lots of black squares. And so I've kind of resorted to going directly to sources for information. But yesterday was an election day in multiple states. And the fact that we had the misconception that we shouldn't be saying anything on social media probably meant that, you know, even if you have 50 followers or less, it probably meant that if you could have reminded your followers to go out and vote in those states, you didn't think about the impact we're trying to have. I'm not going to debate what people intended to do versus what happened, but I think it's just important you think about whether or not things make sense for you before doing them. So I think that's a lesson that I'm still learning on social media. um, And I think it's a good lesson for, for all so those are a few of my thoughts about how I'm processing, what I'm seeing out there, as far as what has been the feedback that I've, I've seen online and the trends I'm seeing and how I'm processing and how that's impacting me from a business perspective. Put your mental health above all. If you need to unplug, if you need to step away from it all, please do that. And don't worry about what people are gonna be doing. I, I've seen so many exchanges and threads where people are calling each other out. And then later they come back and they apologize because it's counterproductive. But anyway, so that's that's what I wanted to share. I would love to hear from you all. Hi, offscriptors, I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She'sOffScript.com. See you on the next one.